have not shared. Good. Um, <laughs> so anyway, uh, so I'm from Canada. I moved here, I think, 17 months ago. And my story begins much like all of you in this room. I took my first drink of alcohol at 12 years old. Um, and I loved the effect immediately. I was a little Italian girl who grew up with four older Italian brothers. And I, you know, always felt like I wasn't part of, I felt like I never fit in. I wasn't good enough. You know, it was a loud, crazy family. And I was always just striving to be accepted. So alcohol was great. I was like, this is awesome. I can just, you know, be myself and I don't have to worry about what anybody thinks. In fact, I really don't care. And actually, my dad got me drunk the first time because he's Italian. It's very normal in the old country. Anyway, so that was my first experience. And as I got older towards high school, obviously, once that door was opened, I experimented with everything else because that's what happens. Um, and that basically was the turning point in my life that led me towards alcoholism and addiction, loneliness, isolation, spiritual malady, all of that stuff. So I spent teen years, my 20s, uh, going from abusive relationship to abusive relationship. Always, uh, these relationships were always built upon alcoholism and drugs. And the last relationship put me in the hospital. And at that point, I still wasn't getting it. I actually nosedived into my addiction even worse at that point because it's all I knew. You know, I didn't have any other tools. So that happened. Uh, I think I was around 29 and I stayed out for a couple more years. By the time I was 32, I was done. I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. I was so, so unhappy with my life and I could see it. I could see the disease progressing, even though I didn't know it was a disease at that time. I could see the alcoholism and the addiction progressing quite fast. And I knew I only had a couple months left to be alive because it just, that's where my life was headed. And I was very fortunate because I had a roommate at the time who, who loved me unconditionally. And one of the, the last nights that I got loaded, she, we, were, we were at a bar and I was completely just off my face. And she was like, you're gonna kill yourself. Like, I can't watch you do this. Like, you're gonna have to move out. Like, I just, this hurts my soul. And all I kept saying to her, and I don't even remember this, but she told me this later. I said, God will take care of me. God will take care of me. I was fortunate enough. I did grow up in a Catholic home. And even through my alcoholism and addiction, I had always tried to have that connection to God because I knew in my heart that he was always going to bring me through. He was going to bring me through the darkness. So apparently I kept saying that and I said, God will take care of me. She's like, I don't know what that means. She's like, I'm not religious. I just know that whatever you're doing right now, it's not working and I can't watch this. So the next morning I woke up and I just had a moment of clarity. I was like, I need help. Where do I go? I don't know what to do. I've never faced this problem before. I've never done it. I've been alone this whole time. How do I do this? And I had a thought come into my head, go on your phone, look for an AA meeting, look for a recovery club. So I did. And well, what do you know? There was a recovery club, a 10 minute walk from my place. And there was a meeting in 15 minutes. So I said, okay, you know what? I don't, I don't know where else to go. So I'm going to do this. So I walked to that meeting. And when I walked into the doors, I immediately felt relief. I was like, oh, I can breathe. Like a weight had been lifted off my chest. And so I attended my first AA meeting and 
I was so emotional, I started like crying during the meeting and they asked me to share because they could see I was a total newbie. Like, new girl, share. I was like, okay. (laughs) I was like, like, I'm done. Like, I was like, I'm just exhausted. Like, I've been doing this all my life. I was like, I don't have any time left. I was like, and I I need help. Like, I want a better life than what I've got right now. Like, I'm sick and tired of abusive relationships. I'm sick and tired of being handcuffed to alcoholism and addiction because that's what it felt like. My world felt so small. Cause it was small, you know, it was, I felt like I had no escape and I was like, and I just can't do this anymore. So I'm here. And I was like, and I don't know why I'm here or what is to come of this, but I'm going to figure it out through your help. So that was a really cathartic experience in my so sobriety journey. And so after the meeting, two people approached me and they're like, we're getting you a big book. You got to get a sponsor. We'll see you tomorrow. And I was like, Whoa, like that's too much. I'm like, no, you can do this. You know? here's the big book. You know, there's a meeting tomorrow at noon. One of the girls there, she's like, I'll come with you. And I was like, you know what? This feels right. I'm just going to go with this. So the next day I did, I showed up, I met her, you know, we went to the meeting and I had just started to have this pink cloud experience. Cause all of a sudden I was in a room with everybody who got it. I wasn't alone anymore. I was like, wait a minute, you get it and you get it and you get it. Okay. So what do I have to do next? What's the next indicated step? well, you got to get a sponsor. So I said, okay. So I went to more meetings and I heard this woman share my first sponsor, Joyce, just an angel. And I knew right away, I was like, she's the one. So I approached her after the meeting and I was like, you know, I'm new. I was like, but I need your help. And if you're open to it, I would love to get to know you. And she said, absolutely. So we did that. She's like, show up. And I did. She got me started on the steps. And then I started, you know, attending meetings. I got a home group. I uh, took commitments. Sorry, I'm getting nervous. <laughs> okay, took commitments and I just dove in with both feet. However, I had a reservation. So I said in the beginning, I was like, you have a drug problem, but not really an alcohol problem. The alcoholism, you'll be able to manage that. So I did 30 days, nothing. And then after the 30 days, I went back out and I drank, but I was still attending meetings regularly and I was lying to my sponsor and all this bad stuff. So I did that for a few months. And then I realized, basically, I switched one for the other. My alcoholism got so out of control. I was blacking out. I was losing control. I was just, I was miserable. But I had a head full of AA and a belly full of booze. That's not going to work. Who does that, right? I was like, no, God wants me here. I need to try harder. I want more out of life. I wanted to move here. I was like, if I want to move from Canada to the States, how am I going to do that? I really got to actually, like, dive both, both feet in. So that's what I did. So I got sober completely told my sponsor how to redo the steps, got my shit together. You know, I had a plan. I was like, okay, so you want to move to the States in the next nine months. What do you need to do in order to get to that point? Finish the steps, make your amends, pay your debts, get everything organized. I did all of those things. And guess what? The doors just kept opening up for me. Like I had to have the willingness and put in the work. But as soon as I did that, God showed up. He met me and he was like, here you go. Here you go. Here you go. So when I got here, I was like, okay, I want to do the same thing there that I, or sorry, same thing in Canada, and I want to do it here. So I attended meetings. This meeting actually was one of the first meetings I came to, met my sponsor, did the AA steps, got a sponsee, and breathe. <laughs> I walked her through my sponsee, through her first set of steps. She completed them. She collected a year. I got a record expunged, which was pretty cool. Again, this was not me. This was through, this was God, like God willing, all this happened. 
she found a higher power. She's doing so amazingly well. She's so happy. And it brings me such joy to see that in another person who's suffering just like I was, you know, and just coming here has been, I mean, I took a year here. This has been such a wonderful journey. Like I got in the rooms, I went back to school. I got my paralegal. I got my license. Thank you. I, I got my license and I got my first car. I got a cat. I, you know, I'm getting my green card. I'm like so happy. I have a home group. Like I just, my life has started finally being sober, like in recovery. I'm 35 years old. I'm still young. So I have plenty of time to enjoy the rest of my life clean, sober with the people that I care about the most. And honestly, all of this has happened because of God. Like God is the number one reason, even through all of the darkness and all of the muck and all of the times that I really honestly thought I was going to die. He picked me up and showed me the way. All I had to do was grab his hand. So at the end of the day, that's all I can say to anyone here. You're struggling or you need help. Have faith. Keep coming. Talk to other alcoholics. Talk to other addicts. Get yourself in the middle of the program. Because if you stay in the middle, you can't fall off. So I think that's it. <laughs>